jail voice. I ain't no jail voice. The lady was still here. Yeah. Let call. Here to Let call from Sam Walker Penitentiary is still hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. This is not the experts. I am Titus. Here, that is Levi. There. You know what I'm saying? Nice little podcast. We keeping up with the weekly stuff, the weekly drops. Um, you know, a little later in the week than we wanted, but uh, y'all know, y'all know by now our schedules don't make sense. <laughs> it's a miracle. Oh, it says on uh, it says on Apple that we drop bi-weekly. <laughs> fair enough. I'll take that. <laughs> the average. Fair enough. That's fair enough. I guess we did because we didn't get to put the the live show out. That didn't get to go out because I. Um, Totally oh didn't. yeah, I forgot about that. I totally didn't record it on my end. I didn't realize until after we got done. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but France had a copy of it because France recorded it back up, but he forgot. He said he was gonna send it to me. I think he got around to sending it to me. Um, but yeah, it's good. It was fun though. It was fun though. And yeah, it was. The people miss it. The people wanted to do it again. They asked me about it yesterday when I was on. Oh really? Yeah, they're like, when y'all doing that? y'all doing your show tonight? Not that night. We'll hopefully be back like soon with it though. So good because uh, I was way underprepared for that. Uh, <laughs> I don't. It didn't really sink in for me that. Oh wait, yeah, we're doing this live on a pretty big, you know, platform too. And so yeah. I was thinking the whole time I was like, I should've been more prepared. <laughs> <laughs> they was rocking with it though. Somebody called you Rick Duker at one point. I don't even know who that is. Who is that? The NBA dude. The white NBA dude. He's just white. Y'all don't look like he's just white and talks about the NBA. Oh. <laughs> Y'all don't look like at all. <laughs> it was just one of those things. But there's <laughs> many like Bill Simmons. Uh... Nah, you don't get nah, nah, that's too much. That's too much credit. Yeah, that, that, that is too much, much clout. Yeah, that's too much credit. They weren't giving you that much clout. Nah, the I don't want to be. I don't want to be Bill Simmons, anyways. <laughs> yeah, the chat, the chat isn't that nice. About yeah, <laughs> not that nice. Like give me Bill Simmons. <laughs> but we're, but yeah. Um, so we here. We are deep in second round playoff action. Um, some series have finished. Some series still have games we played, but are finished. Um, coaches have been fired. Trades have been made. Apparently, this is the first time you thought about you've heard about a trade during the playoffs in the NBA. I can't remember. I don't think I've ever yeah, seen maybe. this. I don't think so was, either. Woj tweeted it, and I was like, "Is this the real Woj?" Hold on, let me let me make sure this check looks right. I'm so mm-hmm. confused. <laughs> so I had to go check. Then I refreshed to make sure he didn't delete it. I'm like, "Did Woj get played? Did you get played, Woj? <laughs> this this sounds like you got played. Do you get the Do you get the bomb alerts? Is that what you? Nah, do? I, um, um, my friend actually sent it to me. My friend sent oh, okay. it to me, and then I I went open it up. I'm like, this don't. Mm, this feels like a setup. It's like a trap. I have my woes. I got. I get the woes and shams bombs during free agency. That's when I turn. That's when I turn it on. Uh, <laughs> so I turn the notification straight to the phone during free agency. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, let's start there, bro. Um, so new president, GM, whatever his job is, uh, it's president, right? Yeah, president basketball ops. Uh, Brad yeah. Stevens traded, did his first major move today in trading mm-hmm. Kimball Walker and the 16th pick for Al Horford and some dudes. Whose name I forgot. You got the names. I forgot them. Yeah, it's Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a 2023 uh, second round pick. Yes, yes, that's it. That's the list. Um, I saw this and and I couldn't stop. I literally just started laughing when I saw it. I Why? literally started laughing because you just traded. You had to send a first round pick out to get back Al Horford. Yeah, 2021. Al Horford. Okay. 
I'm sorry. I didn't know if you wanted me to interject your few. I just, I just wanted, I just wanted people to resonate. I just want to really sink into the Al Horford. You had to send out the number 16 pick to get back Al Horford. My my first reaction was, damn, Brad Stevens loves some Al Horford. <laughs> maybe Bro, maybe is, Brad Stevens knows something we don't know. Maybe Al Horford really is worth that bag. This is the classic case of you hired your ex-coach to do a, a front office job, and now he's bringing back all his old friends. Like when, Doc was, like when Doc was with the Clippers and you just have old ex-Celtics or guys who were good against the Celtics on the team, even though they weren't good anymore. <laughs> let me, like that's, let me, that's what this is. <laughs> so let me spin this real quick, though. Brad Stevens did a great job in this because I, I don't think Al Horford was the main piece he was going for here. I think it was Moses Brown, but he got his coach now. Uh, Brad Stevens is not going to be down there on the bench anymore. Who's going to be the player's coach? Oh, it's going to be Al Horford, the savvy vet who everybody loves and has great leadership. See, so that's, now, see, here, okay, know, here's the thing with this. My bad. I mean, cut you off. Go ahead. No, I mean, I wasn't going Saturday. anywhere with it, except for okay. he can entrust Al Horford to lead that team. See, here's the thing with this Al Horford leadership stuff. Al Horford's been on two teams that were dysfunctional uh, fairly recently. Uh, that seven, he was on he was on the Celtics team with Kyrie that was a dysfunctional mess. He was there. That's he not was his there fault, though, bro. He was there. He was Kyrie. in Philadelphia. He was in Philadelphia. Um, what last year, and they were a, a dysfunctional mess as well. So all this Al Horford leadership is doing what? All this mythical Al Horford, Al Horford leadership we've been praising has done what and where? That's all. I uh, got all I got the Hawks uh, the best regular season they've ever had. Yeah, it was cute. That was a cute year, and then they got swept promptly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I'm just like, I. This isn't. Al Horford for Kimball would have made sense straight up. Having to throw a pick in there is weird. It just is dumb. I don't know. That does. Yes, Kim, it makes more Kimba, sense straight up. Throwing in a first round pick is ridiculous for Al Horford, Levi. There's no way around that. Okay, but Not that's to give that's a first the thing. round pick to get Al Horford. You should. So, but we're ignoring they got Moses Brown though. What's that gonna do? So apparently from my research and that I've seen, Moses Brown is actually a dude that in within the next two or three years, he's totally worth all that. Are they are they rebuilding? Are they trying to win championships? What are they doing? Well, well I mean, I think they address something that they need. They address uh, a, a five who's actually going to freaking play defense and st- stay up under the rim. He's and old and watched, Actual though. interior defense. Moses Brown? Oh, Moe's Brown plays five? Yes. That's cute. Did they have mm, – we'll see what happens. I feel like you're talking about two to three years. Their championship window is now. Their championship window is supposed to be now. They've been in this fake championship window for seven years. It's, it's about time they break through. I'm not here for these extra prospects, this prospect life. You're trying to move the win. Okay. Well, I mean, look, Moses Brown – I have another Brown, theory, actually. Okay. I mean, I really the, think you're sleeping on Moses Brown right now. I don't care about I'm, Moses I mean, Brown. I don't. From all the basketball experts out there, they were tweeting how great of a move this was for Brad. They Stevens. always do that for. They love Brad Stevens. They're going to anything Brad Stevens does is going to be looked at okay. as great. They okay. love him. Everything he does, anything Boston does. Oh yeah, they have big plans for this. It's the same thing. This, this. I will get this asset culture later too. We'll get into that later because I got a lot to say about that. Come talk about you, David Griffin. Um. Uh. This. This Celtics are supposed to be trying to win championships. You talking about two to three years from now, Moses Brown's going to be good for them in the their future is now. Well, I think sooner, maybe probably sooner than that. I was being the, uh, generous with the two to three years. The future, yeah, the future is right now. They the only reason this makes sense because they say ten million dollars in salary cap. That's that's nice. That's very good. 
It's about seven mil, I think. Actually, that's very good. You do you definitely want to save money. Can I can I give you his stat line against the Clippers, which was the last game he played? Sure. 24, 24 points. He went twelve for 19, 18 rebounds, three assists, and he had a couple blocks. That's fantastic. Oh, that's when the Clippers Sounds had the bitch. Yeah. That's when the Clippers. You remember the Clippers didn't tank those last two games? Remember they tanked against OKC in Houston. To well, I was hoping you wouldn't uh, remember that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember that. You already know that mm. was coming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed by this move. It just seems dumb. Um, so we'll see what happens with them going forward. Apparently, Brad Stevens and Sam Presti are old buddies, which is why the trade made even more sense because they're friends. So you know how these friends in the NBA do. Hey, just give me this. I'll give you that. Hey, cool, wonderful. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me the best you could have got for for uh, Kim Walker was a second round pick and, and Moses Brown and some other dudes and Al Horford. That can't be the best offer you could have got, gotten. I refuse to believe that. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe it. Um, let's talk about this for OKC. Uh, Sam Presti is hoarding draft picks to protect his job for the next 35 years. Um, <clears throat> they're protected to have... Zoom will filter that. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully Zoom won't pick that up. Where they're projected to have five of the top 36 picks and people are all excited about that. And like, Oh, look, they're going to have all these draft picks. I Levi, you know, I'm not here for asset management, asset uh, collection culture. I don't believe yeah. in it as a thing. Um, how do you feel about this for the thunder? Is this great hope for their future? Well, n- number one, I'm s- kind of s- really surprised still that you don't think this was a good trade because, and I'm questioning why you're like, Oh, they had to give up a first round pick because yes. Exactly what you just said. You don't trust in, in the draft picks. Um, I mean, I really don't know. It's going to be a while for Oklahoma City to be able to uh, do anything with those. But really, I think they have way too many picks. I think it's, bro, how many is it? Like 30 something? 36. In the next, yeah, 36. 36 in yeah. the next five years? Five, yeah. 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 So, um, I like Oklahoma City, though. Like, they have promising young talent. Like, is it immediate success talent or, I mean, maybe they can reach the playoffs next year. But, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know, bro. I don't know how to answer this because I agree with you. Uh, they're coin flips. All the draft picks are. So, yeah, I don't know. But my, th- my thing with the draft pick is I feel like there's a better way to trade a, a first-round pick besides getting Al Horford for it and having to give up Kimball Walker. I don't think you have to attach first-round pick to Kimball Walker to get Al Horford back. That's my that's yeah, my true. that's my main reason with it. I feel like you can do something better with that pick. Um, yeah, I don't. This is just a game. This is just a um a shell game at this point with Sam Presti. He's the more picks he collects, the more people act like he didn't have three MVPs that he also promptly lost because he couldn't build a proper team around them. Well, mm-hmm. two of them at least, because I won't blame him for James Harden. Harden wanted out, but uh. You know, they had two of them that he couldn't build a team around to win a championship. So he's just collecting all these assets to just build this legacy of I have all these assets. You can't fire me because I have the future in my hand in the palm of my hands when in fact he's not gonna do anything with it, most likely. I personally hope none of their picks land in the top five. I hope they end up at the back of the half of the lottery every year. That'd be great. Mm. That'd be fantastic for me personally. So I think it's okay, I think it's a really weird move and really within any era, especially the more recent era of basketball, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to stockpile all these draft picks. It's nothing, if you compare it to the Miami Dolphins, you like the move a lot better because an NFL draft pick, well, in my opinion, at least, is a little bit more secure than an NBA one. But um, 
I think, though, as we're getting right now and what we're in with free agency, player empowerment, being disgruntled or whatever and wanting out, I think it's pretty good to have a lot of draft picks in your back pocket for when that disgruntled superstar is wanting out of his town, can't get off on free agency. He's going to have to be traded. So, you know, and a lot of people will, uh, I mean, look, we don't, they don't really trade big players for big players anymore. I think DeMar and Kawhi was like the last ones to even go down like that. And I don't see one going down like that in a while. So I think draft picks may be the new move. If you want to, you know, if you're a small market yeah. team like Oklahoma City and you can't pick up the free agent because who wants to go to Oklahoma City, that's when you can trade for him. Well, I mean, it's just going to be the thing where he trades for them for a year and then flips them for another draft pick because no one actually wants to stay in Oklahoma City on purpose. You know? Well, yeah, but you're <laughs> hoping to – but you're kind of hoping to – everybody's got that in their mind that, hey, if we just get him here, maybe they'll stay. Maybe they'll – you know, it's like – I feel like that, he knows better. He's got to know better <laughs> by now. He's got to. I mean, look, man, uh, you play with the – they got way different confidences that we do, bro. They think of themselves Maybe way so. differently than Maybe, so. <laughs> than Maybe yeah, you might be right. But yeah, I haven't forgotten the fact that they were winning too many games and then they told I offered to go home and don't come back because we're too mm. good right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, you just go to the crib. Thank you. You're being too good for us. Yeah. Then SGA got hurt. That's the other thing. I don't think Kimba and SGA is a good backcourt fit. No, it doesn't work. No, does Kimba fit with that? No, no, absolutely not. How many more years does he have left on his contract? Kimba's contract runs through. Let me see. I know how his contract runs through 2023. Because I wouldn't even be surprised, bro, if Kimba's moved before the season even starts. How's that work? I'm trying to figure out how that works with the trade restrictions. I don't know how many times you can trade. That, That is true. That is true. Yeah. That's the if there only, isn't anything in a clause like yeah, that. Yeah, holding it I back, right? Because yeah, if, if they don't send it through officially and just add a third team, you know, they don't make it go through officially yet and they add a third team to it. Yeah. Maybe that's what they do. Um, Kimba's contract runs also runs through 2020 to 2022-20. He has a player option after next season. So. Okay. Yeah, I know he, I mean, he might opt into that. He might. He might have been that if they, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this OKC thing. Um, A lot of coaches got fired and hired. Well, next one got hired. A lot of coaches got fired. It's been a lot of parting of ways, Mm -hmm. a lot of separations. Um, Where do you want to go first in the country? What country would you like to go to first? It's Carlisle, (laughs) the latest one. Him or Van Gundy? I thought was that the same day or was that a different day? I don't remember. Oh, I I just learned about Carlisle really today, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, it happened. Yeah, that happened like early yesterday, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. On the notes app. On the notes app they sent ah. He took a screenshot of his notes app and sent it to Rojanowski. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> After he resigned. Wow. Um, Let's talk about that. Let's just get into Dallas. Dallas is fun. This whole, this, this whole, what part of the country is this? This Texas. Oklahoma area, that area um, of of the country. This Dallas thing is fantastic to me because Tim Cato of The Athletic did a report, thorough reporting that he'd been working on since, um, I think he said yesterday, he'd been working on since April, basically. So um, he worked on this report since April. We talked about some of the in-depth issues with the uh, Mavericks in terms of uh, their shadow GM, quote-unquote, um, Harold Her- 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 Vulgaris. Rob, I don't know how to say his name. 
anyway, dude was a really popular gambler. You've heard him on Bill Simmons podcast, heard him on other shows. He like basically built an empire of gambling, understanding the numbers, understanding metrics, stuff like that. Mark Cuban brought him in to, as a consultant or something to handle some, I think he had an official title, but he apparently was becoming very influential in the locker room and not in the, lock, in the front office, having say over decisions, stuff like that. Um, and it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because he's kind of a dick and no one really likes him. And he also, you know, just seems to have Mark Cuban's ears too much. Mark Cuban, of course, called the report. And Luke, Luka Doncic also doesn't like him. Um, he's not a fan of him. Um, and in the reporting, uh, Mark Cuban, the report came out, Mark Cuban called it total BS. Mm-hmm. And then in the span of that, three days later, he has lost his general manager. Don Nelson has, they have part of with Don Nelson and his coach resigned. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Seems kind of true to me, Levi. That's some wild circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah, with all this uh, turnover, I think that does solidify the story as being factual. Right. right. Um, I don't know how to feel about this, bro, because I really thought Mark, if he had to choose, man, I thought he was really going to just straight up solve with Luca, bro, because he's already told us if it ever came down to between his wife and Luca, he was going to take Luca all day. So yeah. apparently yeah. he would take Luca and Volgaris over his wife all day <laughs> and then just contemplate for the rest of his life over which of the two he really wants. Um, right. I don't know, man, because I bet this dude's cocky, bro. And I know that's the way he's been described by people. Oh, for but sure. Yeah. I've also yeah. heard people who know him. Was it Amin knows him, doesn't he? Isn't that who he was talking on behalf of? Yes, the other day, I think when I heard him. Probably, I believe. I don't remember. Oh, okay, yeah, he well, was a little bit. He was a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Amin described him as a very smart guy, actually. Oh, he's for and, sure. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think everybody knows he's smart. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. smart. So but he's also one of these numbers guys that doesn't understand the personal side of basketball. Like yeah, one of those exactly. types. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's one of those dudes you kind of want because he does address the aspect where I mean, people who are usually alder, algorithm guys or these numbers guys, they're not very uh well suited or well equipped when it comes to the personality side or personal yeah. side. But uh, yeah, but when his ego um pretty much ruins all of that and crosses the line, um that's where you gotta tell him to go. But yeah, I don't think he's Cuban's the, gonna do that. Yeah. Uh he's the I can run a team guy because he yeah. knows numbers. He's the I can build a I can build a better franchise guy. Like yeah. that fancy football, that fancy player you play with who just thinks they they win, you're good at fantasy, so they think they can actually build an actual team, and he's that guy. No, yeah. no, 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 that guy. But I kind of have like a hard, him. I kind of have a hard time hating on him though, just because bro, you have a hard he's time hating the, on anybody who's hateable. It's like your thing. It, that is like true. Hateable, okay, I, like know I know that. I know that. I know that. That is true. That is something I've come to uh, come to grab. What is it? Come to grips, come to grips with, with whatever. Yes, with. exactly. I I've grasped that in my hands, and um, but the reason why is because I get it, dude. He's probably a big a hole, but at the same time, I respect it because that's the ultimate fans or like gambler's dream is to be so good at that that somebody you can work your way up. Uh, into I mean, an actual professional. You can't say he worked his athletic. way up into it. Worked his way up as a stretch. Yeah. Okay. He hopped over. He <laughs> yeah, hopped over. I know he's saying. But, <laughs> I know he's saying. Though. I know it's. I'm saying. saying yeah. yeah. Exactly. Say if I was killing all my prize picks, bro, I'd be telling uh, Travis Schlink right now to get me up at the Hawks, bro. They need me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but not see the pro- yeah. Um, 
Well, I was listening to um, the low post yesterday, and uh, Tim Man was basically talking about how dude is like, he's like, he's just like a really cocky guy. He rose everybody in the wrong way. Like, he's not, he's a smart dude, but he just doesn't, he's just not a communicate with people. And that's where, like, you're saying, you want a numbers guy, but you you want their information, but you just want them to, like, shh, you just, shh, you mm-hmm. just, I don't need you to talk here. I need you to just, just tell me. I will convey the message. You, you, shh. And they said, but Garris was calling meetings without um, uh, Don Nelson being there. Yeah, it was calling crazy. staff meetings. That's like, crazy. who, who are you? What? I, I will, I'll backhand you. Watch your mouth. What are you doing here? <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, it's a wild situation. Um, there was a uh, Zach Lowe said yesterday that months ago because um, you know, we gotta get into Luca as well. Um, Luca and Rick Callout had had issues. It seems as well, of course. Um, but apparently, mm-hmm. months ago, Luca. Like on the sideline in the game, literally yelled at Rick Carlisle, who runs this two coach the team? You or Bob? Who's the coach? You or Bob? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> it's bad in Dallas, man. Yeah. Dallas is a dysfunctional mess. Yeah. Um, it is. It is for sure. Uh, I think it's not. I think we got to do some revisit history on Mark Cuban. He seemed like a good. I think he's. I don't say. I won't say he's a terrible owner. But that one championship saved him from a lot of slander because mm-hmm. he has not done a great job since then. Mm-mm. Honestly, he's had this idea that Dallas will be able to get superstars, which they haven't like friends want to come to Dallas, which that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. The man couldn't even keep DeAndre Jordan mm-hmm. for God's sakes. Um, yeah. I feel like this is Marcy, Marcy getting exposed a little bit lately. It's like, Oh, uh, maybe you're not great at this. Like we thought, like you have great ideas. You're very innovative. Mm-hmm. But at the actual part of this that you're doing, you're not you're not that good at it. You're really not. And I think that's that's getting exposed a little bit here. Um, I do want to say also that the next step in turn, no matter what happens, this with Dallas in terms of coaching, front office, um, Luca is gonna have to mature. And he's twenty, what twenty one? So mm-hmm. I feel like that will come in time. But yo, you can't be you can't be out there passing a the coach like that, bro. Mm-hmm. You can't be asking the coach who running the team in front of everybody. Relax. <laughs> it's rude. It's yeah. rude behavior, man. <laughs> it's just me. Like Luca's got to get that in unchecked. You know he does. <laughs> and he was very upset about Don, Don Nelson thing because Don Nelson's been scouting him since he was fourteen, basically. So they have a different type of relationship because Don was going over to Europe and watching him play a lot. Yeah. See, so he, he's close to Don. He, he 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 was hurt by that, but also on on the surface, I don't think cleaning house is a bad look. Because Nelson's been there 25 years. At a certain point, we got to go somewhere in a different direction. Yeah. Um, Carlisle's hadn't made a, won a playoff game in a decade, a playoff series in a decade. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, at a certain point, I do get going in a different direction, but the way they got to that direction is the problem, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the way, the way we yeah. got here <laughs> is the issue. Like, we got, we got to that place we needed to go to, but we went around seven lanes. We went through seven lanes of traffic. We could have just went this other way. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a weird – the future's not bright. And I don't know – this is coaching hire is important because Luca don't seem like the like the type to get swindled by Mark like uh, Dirk Nowitzki did all them years. Mm-hmm. I must have looked, just, just take this pay cut. I'm going to get somebody in here. All right. Hey, I got you, Wesley Matthews. Yes. <laughs> How's it feel? That's what, that's what Mark was doing to Dirk. <laughs> well, I don't know who uh... – who they all have right now when it comes to uh, – I know Tim Hardaway Jr. 
his contract's mm-hmm. up. I don't know who else is in this free agency market or I know who has contract up. options right now. Luca. I know. I know. Not Chris. His contract didn't up. Woo. Oh, yeah. How much <laughs> longer he got on minute. that? Bro, he signed. A, he signed like five. He signed a five-year max, right? Or was it four? Four-year max when he got traded. Bro, you know who could use uh, Chris Stops? Who that? The Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, there some, um, there are some draft picks that way. There are some who draft was it that picks. tweeted that? Someone tweeted, and they said they said it sounded like a. They said it sounded like um, Sam Presti's burner account because they tweeted. They tweeted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find it. I want to find the exact tweet. So somebody predicted this or tweeted. They did. That. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Oh no way! But yeah, straight does, up. Okay, doesn't it make sense though? Because that's a huge contract right now. You don't have a lot of. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Oklahoma City got a lot Chris of money Maddox. in the bank right now. Yeah, Chris Maddox, this is tweet. First offer now, Kemba. We're going to brand this move, absorb a bad contract, rehabilitate the player, and then move him for another distressed contract and a first-round pick, the Sam Presti. As one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they rehabbed. Uh, uh, who they rehabbed? They, we're gonna say they rehab Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Rehab. Did he really rehab them though? Because he was kind of in Houston. He was, but. We didn't know, but he had James Harden. So Chris Paul went in there. Oh, people thought he was going to be washed. Team. We thought he was going to be washed. You're right. Well, yeah. And yeah, what was he going to do with that young, unexperienced that we didn't know yeah. was much of a talent yeah. team? But yeah, he said, as one exec tested, a Kemba for Porzingis swap next year seems inevitable. And someone said that exec that tested him was probably Sam Presti. <laughs> <laughs> it makes but perfect sense. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Also, I don't think a Kemba Luka backcourt is what you want either. But I can see Mark Cuban trying it. I, I don't know. It. That don't that doesn't work. It doesn't. Yeah, it's a lot of that's a lot of we both need the ball. Yeah, Kimba he can't Kimba can't really play off the ball. Low key, Jalen Brunson is kind of the perfect match for Kimba. I like when I like what Jalen Brunson brings for them. I, don't, no, I, I mean, like for Luca, I'm sorry, for Luca, I'm sorry. I like yeah, Jalen Brunson a lot. I like Brunson a lot too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, Dallas. They got a lot to get right because, I, like I said, Luke, I don't see Luca being. Do you see Luca being a, like a Dallas lifer? No matter what, because I don't see it. At first, I did, but now, no. Yeah, yeah, I don't see it happening. But yeah, I think if the Kristaps Porzingis thing worked out better, I mean, I don't think we're here right now. But it just seemed that falling apart. His injury seemed to have taken made him like a shell of what he was supposed to be and what he could have been. He doesn't seem to be like that player right now. He's yeah. frustrated. Luca's frustrated with him. I don't think they like each other that much. They don't have a coach now. They don't yeah. have uh, anything. And Mark Cuban, you know, Mark Cuban said I've seen like, look, I'm not. I don't believe in firing a coach unless you have a better idea uh, to replace him. And well, I guess you better he find that better idea. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's better find that better idea, dog. <laughs> I think um, Mark Cuban's very uh, delusional right now. I think in this mm-hmm. train of thinking because I think he's got Luke in his back pocket, I guess, bro. Because when it comes to option time, you can throw all the money in the world at him. But if Luca's going to be one of those guys, like, no, nah, I'd rather go get rings. And I can easily see him forming another super team uh, somewhere. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think he has that much uh, respect around the NBA, too, where players oh, would sure. be willingly unroot, un- uproot themselves and move to a different team for him right. or even get their uh, contract cut for him. And, and honestly... That might be what bails Mark Cuban out is if Luca, like Luca's so good, guys want to come play with him. That might be the bailout. See, that's the thing. He gets shot. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how much Luca has left on his contract, but of course he got one I, year left on the rookie deal. But they can they can offer him the the extension now, and because he made all NBA, it can be two hundred. It can be up two hundred mil. 
Okay. So, um, I mean, it would be very interesting if they offer him that and he declines it. Oh, so, bro, I uh, want a rookie to turn down that rookie extension because I don't think anyone's ever done it for real. I'm not a high-level player. Like some mm-hmm. lower-level guys have done it, but I don't think a high-level player has ever done ever turned down that max extension of the rookie deal. I yeah. want it to happen. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's going to be him or Zion. It's going to be, it's gonna be mm-hmm. the way it's going. <laughs> uh, I, I think I just think Luke is going to ring Chase early, though. You think so? Yeah. And – I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised by that. And honestly, I was talking to. I was talking earlier about this, and I'm like, "Yo, Lucas probably like this, partially because he's seen a good organization run. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, Real Madrid, who he played for, is a good organization overseas. So he's oh, been yeah. a pro for. Yeah. He's been a pro for so long. He kind of understands how this should run. If it's not running a certain way, he's probably gonna get pissed off like he is now. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's yeah. probably what's what's taking place here is that it's not like these these young guys in the NBA. It's like. They get to organizations first. That's the first pro organization they see. Mm-hmm. This is like Luca's night. Luca's seen an organization run, be successful, be a freaking MVP over there. You know, I feel like that that could be playing a part in this too. Yeah, He's been a pro longer. Well, um, now that makes me kind of think though, because I'm sure I know it's all in the same entity. I don't know how many different people are over over these different clubs, but um, now that I think about it though. Dodgers may be used to a Cuban-like uh, owner because Real Madrid got caught up in a whole bunch of uh, money, tax, laundering scandals or whatever, and that's why uh, Ronaldo left Real Madrid. So, oh, is it? Maybe this maybe this doesn't phase him. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, um, I don't think Ronaldo. You know, he went the high route. He told everybody because. Ronaldo's course, kind of yeah. a clout chaser. And so uh, he said, I can't play for an organization that does this or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then a lot of people were saying, hey, bro, I'm pretty sure you've been caught before evading millions of dollars in taxes. <laughs> so I may yeah, be getting all that wrong, but they, I was they're owned by the Yeah, they're owned by the same uh, the, the soccer group as well. Yeah. Yeah, so they're all owned by the same people. So you're, you're probably onto something there. And if not, not the experts. So who cares? Exactly. You know We're not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. Exactly. Uh, so I mentioned Zion earlier. Did you see any of the stuff out of New Orleans, Levi? Yes. Stan McGundy. Out of there. Um, I feel bad for being as right as I was about the Stan Van Gundy fit. Because as a Levitar Show fan, of course I enjoy Stan. Am I secretly happy he got fired because now we'll get Stan Van Gundy's Nuggets, basketball Nuggets on a Wednesday show thing in your face? Yes, I am happy about that. Um, also, this is something else I want to say, Levi. Coaches, you know what my dream would be? To be a mediocre NBA coach for a few years and to just parlay that into TV success. I would never leave television. Yes. Never. Why would I do? Mm-hmm. Why would I go back? Stan Van Gundy hates his life when he coaches. Mm-hmm. He is sad all the time. He comes on TV. He is a delight. Mm-hmm. Thibodeau outside of coaching is a delight. And these dudes want to go back to just being hurt and angry all the time. And I'm like, why? Why would you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Just let me get about three years in the, on the team, bro. You know what I'm saying? Let me have a good quotable moment. Basically, mm-hmm. I want to be David Fisdale. I want to go to. I want to go. Be a be a coach for a couple of years. Let me get a quotable in. Get fired. I'll go coach the jump every day. I don't care. Just just get me get me enough clout to where I can I can say I'm an insider, and then let me go be on TV. 
Mm-hmm. That is the path. Because you can mm-hmm. make a living off that. That is the pathway. And I want Stan to embrace that path. Because I'm tired mm-hmm. of seeing you get fired, dog. I really, I'm kind of over it at this point. You made it a year. The kids don't like you. You're too much for the kids these days. All right. I want you to be free yourself, little bird. Man, well, as one who once said that he enjoyed Stan Van Gundy Thursdays more than Greg Cody Tuesdays. You did um, say that. I am. I am happy. <laughs> I will redact that though, or I would like to retract that statement and I will flip it. I will say Greg Tuesday, Greg Cody Tuesdays will always forever be my favorite. Um, and partially is he due to the fact. Because he's always, yeah. sick, but he stressed me out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, stop coughing so much. I'm getting scared, bro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Partially due to the fact, um, while why I am redacting that is because I was a huge Stan Van Gundy um cheerleader. I thought he would I thought he was a good fit for the team. I thought he was gonna be successful with the Pelicans. So now can I respect Stan Van Gundy's nuggets as much as I did before? After seeing him waste all of that talent, no, no, Titus, I can't. He will never be the same in my eyes. <laughs> He's hurt so much hurt. wasted talent. It's, it's like a weird version of "Don't Meet Your Idols." <laughs> exactly, that's what it was. The revisionist history or memory for me um, was <laughs> beaming <laughs> compared to what it really should have been what my opinion should have been on uh Stan Van Gundy bro think about how much different life would have been if he would have taken the Warriors job instead of going nah. to Detroit for the power yeah I mean it I don't think they have a, I don't think it they have a championship success yeah I don't think they have a championship but you know I'm just saying imagine that he went and chased the power and then did what in Detroit Got Blake Griffin. I don't see him giving Steph Curry the green light, though. Why are we shooting threes? Why are we shooting so much, guys? Guys, guys, (laughs) run the offense. We have plays for a reason. It would have gone bad. It definitely would have gone bad. The Warriors got the Warriors got bailed out on that one too. Low key, the Warriors got bailed out a few times. Uh, But yeah, man, uh, Stan is gone now. He seemed to not get along with the players. Players didn't seem to like him. And I, I can see it. I can totally see Stan out by him with the younger generation of player. I just, I can totally see that yeah. being a thing. Also, this is the deeper I want to get into, Levi. I want to peel back these these layers of this oyster. That's not that's not okay. a thing, but you know what I'm saying. I want to peel yeah, back the layers. That's not, um, that's not a thing. I, I, I don't know what metaphor I combined right there, but I combined some metaphor. <laughs> I wanna, the onion. I want to peel back layers of this onion. There we go. I want to peel back uh, this onion layer. Uh, Let's get I didn't know if you were going to... Uh, Look for the pearl and the oyster. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about David Griffin, Levi. He's okay. been in New Orleans two and a half years. Mm-hmm. He is on his second head coach. Mm-hmm. Already, you already burned the head coach card twice. Mm-hmm. He's put together a roster that seems to not actually work that well for some mm-hmm. reason. Like Lonzo Ball might not be there after this year, and that was a big piece of the trade. So you mm-hmm. only got basically Brandon Ingram out of this. Uh, too. And Levi, I remember two years ago, you and I both laughed at people because they were like, oh no, the Pelicans, they might have won this trade. Sure, the Lakers got Anthony Davis, but look at the Pelicans' oh, future. Their future is yeah. so bright. 
Hey man, I don't, I, I should take this credit and just let you keep going, but I was one of those people, bro. So just go. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. Just so, go. you know, okay. So we both know. I, I thought, I thought they won yeah. the trade. I thought they won yeah. the trade. Yeah. People were so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, people were so excited about these assets they had. Like, oh, look at the assets. Look at the assets. They got a young core and assets, assets, assets. Um, This is what I always say about assets, Levi. What are you going to do with them? What's he done besides fire his second coach already? Um, it seemed to have drafted a pretty good piece in um, your boy, your boy from Alabama, Nikhil. Oh, um, no, uh, government. Oh, Kyra Lewis, Kyra Lewis. Yes, yes, yes. Um, seeing that you know, done decent job. That's that's cute, that's adorable. But you got Zion, Zion is the crown jewel, and you lucked into that. You really didn't deserve that, if I'm being honest. Um, they're kind of afraid now as a franchise. I don't know if you saw this, but Zion's family is like a little worried about what New Orleans is doing. They don't, they don't trust them right mm-hmm. now, which is mm-hmm. for me on one hand, I get it. On the other hand, your son, your man, your, oh, I'm sorry. I won't say his parents. I don't want to say his parents. I was going to say son, your nephew slash son or whatever he is, whatever family members are, are worried about this um, has played 80 total games. Maybe, maybe relax a little bit with the public leaking of comments, maybe chill, Tell your son or nephew or cousin, whichever family member you are. Am I missing anything? Am I missing any, any branches of family? He's Zion's. Yeah. Whoever you are to Zion, whoever Zion Williams is to you, maybe just shut up a little bit. All right. Maybe just be quiet. He's, he hasn't even played a full season basketball in two years total. He hasn't played 82 games total. Maybe you just relax with the public comments. All right. I get it. But just shut up a little bit. Okay. Um, respectfully. You know, I don't disrespect. You know, I don't want to disrespect nobody auntie. I got aunties. Everything we say is respectively. That's a fact. I was muted. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't, I get their comments, but like, yo, just chill. And also, I, I don't, I don't trust the organization right now either. And on the other hand, I think the Pelicans are panicking a little bit because we're in that, because um, they are afraid that they lost Anthony Davis and Chris Paul, that this is going to happen to them again as a franchise. And you don't have to say that fear, Levi. You don't have to say that fear. What's up? Good. Yeah. Accountability. Mm-hmm. Do your job well. And mm-hmm. you ain't got to worry about things like this. You've done your job. Eh, kind of all right. Eh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how this team fits. I don't know how this team moves going forward. Do you think Ingram and Zion are a good fit like going forward? Because I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> I don't no, I don't think they are unless yeah. you can bring in a point guard. Um, well, which you got Kyra, but you can also play Kyra at the two if you need to. He's kind of you can switch him around like that. But you kind of need a glue guy, you know. Uh, you need a little bit of a veteran presence on that team to make things work. But yeah, yeah I, like, I, don't, um, I don't know how big like of a fan I am. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I just don't think. Uh, no, I don't like the duo. You can I do something different. Yeah, and I, and think, I like um, them both as individuals. I don't know how their how their games mesh together because they both seem to kind of need the ball. Yeah, and- I I'm not sure how much of a market you have out there for Brandon Ingram just because doesn't he have a pretty fat contract? They I mean, I know he's him. a very it'd be hard to figure out the trade package because they, I think teams want yeah. Brandon Ingram, but I feel like it'd be hard yeah. to figure out, make the trade matchup because of the contract. Yeah. They just max him out. So. Exactly. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you do with it, man. I don't, yeah, I, don't know. I think, 
I think the best bet to get Smash this back is probably do a sign trade with Lonzo and restricted free agency. Because mm-hmm. they have the rights to match any any contract Lonzo get offered offer Lonzo gets this offseason, which somebody's gonna offer him. I think people would have the Bulls and play for that, which I don't mm-hmm. hate that fit for Chicago either. I don't hate a a Lonzo ball uh Zach Levine backcourt at all. I, I mm-hmm. don't hate it. Push Kobe um, White out. Uh he'd probably be he'd probably be six man, which might be better for him anyway, honestly. Mm-hmm. He likes to he likes to shoot a little too much. Yeah, he my does. Boy, but my he boy, does. My boy, my boy's here for one purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my man's here for one purpose and one purpose only, dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that might be their best bet. The Zion Williamson Stephen Adams thing is also weird because it kind of messes up the floor space, but also Zion is not was not ready to play NBA level defense last year. So mm-hmm. you kind of do need that veteran presence. They got some weird decisions to make going forward, and it's like it's the weird thing about being a young team, man. Trying to build around and figure out what you got is so complicated and figure out which direction to go in. It's a very complicated role, and I understand that. But I don't know, man. You got a lot of praise uh, uh, coming into it, David. So, you know. Yeah, I mean. It's on you, but You know what? I think uh, it, it can. I think it can work. Um, you just got to bring the right coach in. The right coach? You, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. Makes sense. So, uh, I mean, I'm to give another chance. Be. Yeah, I'm only giving the chances, like I nice say that, thinking about the fact that it's kind of why I felt bad for Man Gundy because they didn't get a lot of time to prep anything before the season started, you know, mm-hmm. like a really weird year. So it's kind of it's kind of difficult to implement your system. But also, they didn't get off to the best start going forward. They blew the most leads in the league, um, fourth, fourth quarter leads in the league, which is a result of being a young team and kind of a coaching thing as well. Mm-hmm. A little bit of both of those. So I kind of get, but if you, it's one thing, it's the same with Lloyd Pierce. If you lost the locker room, you lost the locker room. And mm-hmm. you don't really get the locker room back once it's gone. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's gone for you for, for forever. So hate it, but I don't know. We'll see what goes on with New Orleans going forward. But yeah. Zion's family, y'all don't relax. Because see, the thing is, people going to stop liking Zion because his family is talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the Uncle Dennis effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just want I want Zion to stay likable. Just, just chill. Wait till wait till yeah. like year three. Wait till like year, wait till actually like year no. Wait till like the rookie deal is up and then and then come out bombing if it's going yeah. south. Like I want the I want the ESP. I want the like athletic exclusive like bombshell that shakes up for a week. That's my type. Of, that's my type <laughs> of action. That's what I want. I want that Bleacher Report aggregation to be like three pages. That's yeah, what, that's, that's what I want to see it go down. Can um let me just ask you real quick. I won't ask you for a particular name, but do you think when they're looking for their next coach, do you think they need to look for more of an offensive-minded coach or a defensive-minded coach? And I will go ahead and answer that question first. And I would say I think it'd be really interesting to see them with a defensive-minded coach, just because of how long and athletic that team is. And oh my God, Definitely. if you can get them to play like just to buy in and play some hard press man-to-man defense that i mean i don't see how you can beat them <laughs> it's weird right because i think i think sam and gunny like emphasizes defense but also lonzo ball like regressed defensively under them yeah and lonzo ball is a guard mm-hmm. has a really good on-ball defense i feel like he regressed last year in a lot of ways um yeah I, I think they should probably go defense. i think defense is the hardest thing a young team for a young team to understand anyway yes right so i think yeah. it should definitely go the defensive direction but you got to have the thing where you got like the offensive mastermind on your sideline, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. For you sure. Need that. But yeah, I think they should. Okay. I'm sorry. I heard something weird. I know what's going on outside. <laughs> I froze. Oh, no. Outside, I got weird. Outside, I got weird and I froze. Um, yeah, I think that's the key. So you think they should take a retread or kind of go in a younger direction? 
already know the aunt prepared. Go ahead. Will you roll your eyes for me? <sighs> All right. It's done. Uh, okay. So I know I'm bi- I know I'm biased, but if we Are you about to say Nate Oates? No, Nate McMillan. <laughs> I was about to say Nate McMillan. <laughs> He'd be a if, great coach for them, actually. Yeah. Oh. No, okay. Nate, so no, I like, no, I like Nate. Then. Nate just don't win playoff games. <laughs> Nate, Nate, Nate just didn't win playoff series. So I had to question him earlier. No, I like yeah. Nate, though. Nate, Nate's a good coach for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think no, y'all gonna, Atlanta y'all gonna max him out. Him, uh, I yeah, think yep. we are. I don't see yeah. us letting go of him. <laughs> and I don't I still don't know how to feel about it because you know me, I love Nate McMillan, but also while watching You're also not inter- not hire the interim guy. Yeah. And yeah, you're like me, yeah. you're, not, you're not the believe in the interim guy. Yeah, and yeah, I was I'm the same not, way. I'm like I'm he already went playoff series, he, he low-key about to win another one. It's gonna be weird to let him go. Good Lord, if you let him go, you don't get this far next year. Uh the homie, yes. what's the owner name? I keep I always forget his name. Of who? The Hawks. Oh, I mean, we don't have a particular owner. Are you talking about the GM? The, the, no, the dude that's facing the, the dude's at the face of the operation. What's the dude that faces? Oh, the operation? oh, oh! I never remember his name either, bro. Let's see. He always makes his wife come out and do stuff. She seems like a lovely woman, but he always makes her come out and like do all the stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, um, Ant- is that Anthony Resler? I think that's it. That sounds right. I think. I don't. I guess I think it's Anthony yeah. Ressler. Okay, yeah, the homie, the CEO okay, of yeah, the Management, homie. who owns the Hawks. Okay, yeah, the homie Ressler. Uh, if you fire Tony, you, Tony Ressler. Tony, that, yeah, yeah, Tony Ressler. That's there what we go. Is. Yeah, because yeah. Anthony, yeah. <laughs> Anthony didn't sound right to me. I was like, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> yeah, if you um, if Travis let Nate Millen go and then they didn't make it this far in the playoffs next year, Tony and Travis going to have a conversation that Travis... Oh, yeah, have. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you have you got to gotta bring Nate back yeah. at this point. Oh, um, yeah, because Nate, Nate McMillan saved his job, bro. So sure, I don't think Travis sure. Slink's going to let him go. Right, right. You know what? I think for New Orleans, uh, well... Oh, no. I think for New Orleans, bro, who's the coach we talked about all the time that didn't get a job last year? That... Uh, well, is it going to be... Um, Kenny Atkinson, because that's Kenny the name Atkinson, that just popped up bro. in my head. Kenny Atkinson. Let's go, bro. Kenny Atkinson. Dude, as he soon as like, I think we had whisperer. the light bulb go off at the same time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He is a young talent whisperer. Like the homie Q said last week on the show, he got, he pulled out, he got the one DM good, great near the Russell season and people been living off it ever since. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Kenny Atkinson is the, is the guy for a young team, I think. Go get yes. Kenny, make it happen. I think that's um, what we said in, I think that was my suggestion last year. I think for, it was. Uh, I think yeah. I think we're in line with that actually. Yeah. yeah. I think we're in, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, go get Kenny Atkinson. Go get Kenny. They need to hire Make us, bro. I mean, for this well, is def- we definitely need to be Griffin needs to hire us. Yeah. We need to be consultants for sure. Um, I can. I'll, I'll go down and eat some beignets every day. Yeah. I will, yeah. I would be over with. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, no. You know why I noticed Levi. Mm-hmm. We've had a good amount of coach firings, uh, firings. You know, Terry Stotts is out. We we all know that already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who's still somehow up there hiding and employed? Scott Brooks is gone somehow. Yeah, Scott Brooks. Yeah. You know who's still employed? Mm-hmm. Luke Walton. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's up there just chilling. Like, don't look at me. Don't look over here. It's, don't look over here, bro. It's Sacramento, here. bro. When when have we known Sacramento to be a uh, oh? We're making well, moves. Let's go. What I read today on RNBA, thanks to RNBA, was basically that they probably scared to fire him because they're already paying like four coaches. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's such a pathetic. What a free De'Aaron Fox, bro. Yeah. Free Fox. That whole team, bro. Buddy Hill. They got a lot Honestly, of athletes. Yeah, free all of them. Team, yeah, free, free everybody. 
free all of them. Just launch the Kings franchise to the sun and free all the players. Like, like a, I think <laughs> make the expansion team and just move all those guys to Seattle. <laughs> it's so sad, bro, because I think Sacramento really is the true death, like career death uh, destination. It's the destination. Yeah. <laughs> Shot Harrison it's a definition. Shot Harrison Barnes. Look up there. Career oh coach. It is. That's a fact, though. That's a fact, though. Well, I think that covers the great stuff. So you want to get into these uh, playoffs right now? What we got going on? Yeah. Uh, we got we got speed through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you have a game to watch. I um, have a game to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a game to watch. Uh, the Utah Jazz are done. And unfortunately. Yeah, it's one thing to get through Mike Conley being hurt. It's another thing when Mike Conley's hurt and Don Mitchell also has a bad ankle. Mm-hmm. Also has a bum ankle. That's it's a little too much for them to take over to deal with right now. How do you feel about Utah? Because I don't know if I love them or don't love I don't love them. Cause they annoy as a as a bat the way they play basketball is so cool and then it's really irritating. Well, when they're playing team ball and they're hitting mm-hmm. their shot. Okay, it's I mean, I've compared let me go back to the Atlanta comparison. When Atlanta is hitting their shots, it is beautiful to watch. I love watching them. But when we're not hitting our shots, we're the worst freaking offensive team there ever has been. And I want Nate McMillan fired. So, uh, like, that's that's really how I feel sometimes when I'm watching. You know, them. you can really but, fit in with Philadelphia fan culture. Yeah, I know. You really I think that's why I think I think that's why I hate them so much because I know they're me. <laughs> You're like a weird cross between hit Philly fan and heat culture guy. It's like some random terrible baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's child. you. You're sort of a Philly guy, so it's you and all my Miami people rubbing off on me. That's what it is. Too much bad influences around me. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not even influenced in a positive way. I'm not even like influencing like a oh, they support your team no matter what kind of way. I'm influencing a and to get, I almost said something, and to get these yeah. dudes off my television kind of way. That's my influence. <laughs> but Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson are two of the most fun guys to watch when they have the basketball in their hands. And then you got shooters like Bogdanovich, Ingles, um, plenty of other guys who I'm just not thinking of yeah. right now. Um, they're When they're stroking, it's beautiful, uh, great catch-and-shoot guys, and they rotate the basketball well. And you got Rudy Gobert down there ready to block into your shots. So it's pretty fun. Right. But when they're not on, bro, I'm turning the TV off or I'm really going to bed because it's midnight on my side. So <laughs> I'm going to bed. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's so much fun to watch them at the beginning. I'm like, yo, they when they're bombing at the beginning of the game, oh, this is so much fun. But then they keep doing it and keep missing. It's like, y'all gonna do anything else? Are we just gonna, uh, are we just gonna keep doing this? Or keep missing? Yeah. It's like, they get caught up in, because they hit some really, they hit, they're able to hit ridiculous shots. So then they're like, Let's keep shooting ridiculous shots. I think that's what I heard him last game, right? Is they they couldn't get much. They were hitting. I mean, Ingles saw what six or six from three or something ridiculous. Um, he he was going off, but I was going off, and it's like okay, Mitchell didn't really get his offense going, and he was trying to force it a little bit. That's the one thing I want. I think Dominic could work on is that he doesn't sometimes Dominic let the game come to him. He tries to go force the game a little bit too much, which I also understand why he does it because he's the only, basically the only like creator on the team for himself. He's the only guy that can really create for himself besides Clarkson, like you said, and Clarkson doesn't start. So he feels like he has to force it, especially without Conley being there. But sometimes you just gotta just let it come to you. Don't don't just try and go get it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Um, this, this, you gotta pick your spots within that aspect of it. That's one thing I want to, I think, yes. to work on. 
for sure. But yeah, Utah, man, I like them. But I think that I just think it's too much for them. No Conley, Mitchell this is Haggard. Uh, I think I don't think they can get through this series. It might be yes, the yeah, and it might I think um, exactly, dude. Now, if it was Conley and Mitchell oh. fully healthy, uh, if yes. and if Con, but I would say the biggest factor in this, even though Donovan Mitchell is definitely the MVP of that team, I would say Conley has shown to be more important because just like what you said without the veteran controlling and facilitating uh, the, right. the offense, Donovan yeah. Mitchell's trying to force up uh, right. way too much stuff. And so and Conley's, Conley's a, a lot better. At, too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so he sets up the shooters better. He sets up Donovan Mitchell better. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, he may, I may have just made the case that he actually is the MVP <laughs> of that team. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, yeah, Utah's in a weird spot where like, they're, they are a talented franchise, but it's just it just didn't work out for them this year. I don't think they have to change too much this offseason. I think they can kind of run it back, honestly. They got to go after another Mike Conley-esque guy yeah, that's a fact. to help him that's out. Because you, you can't count on yeah. Mike Conley to be healthy all season. Um, You're right about that. Yeah, with his age. Right about so. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this was – yeah, them losing Kawhi and beating him. Like, and, and they lost – bro, the Clippers lost Kawhi. Took a crazy first half from the from from the Jazz, stayed in the game, and then got the dub on the mm-hmm. road. Like that was a crazy big victory for them. That was very impressive for them. Um, so I feel like the Suns are going to walk to the finals. Basically, is what we're going to deal with. Mm-hmm. All right, Suns walk. Suns walk to the finals at this point. Uh, um, well, I mean, how long is Kawhi out? Kawhi's towards ACL. So, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> you didn't realize it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not know. Yeah, this, bro, I, it's an ACL. It's an ACL. Oh, dude, so much basketball news. I can't keep up, man. And, and to work, I'm the only person in my uh, department. I've been juggling everything, you know, uh, yeah. not the experts, but holy <laughs> crap. Yeah, Suns walking to the finals. Me. Yeah, excuse me. I don't think they're official. Well, they, I thought I saw ACL yesterday, but now they're, I think they're trying to fake this like it's a day to day thing, but I think I heard it was ACL. Maybe it's not a full tear or something. Maybe it's like a partial tear or something like that. He'll try and take it day by day, but that's, you're not. You can't cut. Like, partial ACL tears are okay for regular people. Yeah, NBA players can't deal with that. You know, which sucks. But yeah, I, I think the Suns are the Suns are gonna handle this. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to PG for you know having a playoff game. That oh yeah yeah shout out shout game, out you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying shout out to that. Uh, we'll move on. Um, game seven. We have a game seven. Um, with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Bucks Brooklyn and Nets. Nets. Mm-hmm. That Reggie Miller take, that Reggie Miller take doesn't seem so bad now. I just want to say that. (laughs) Yo, can I say that I've hated every game of this series? It's not one of the worst (laughs) series I've ever seen. It's like, it's a weird series. It's not close. Yeah, because none of the games have been close, surely. Yeah, like they got smoked the first two games. They went on, no one's won on the road yet. That's the other part. Mm. No one's won a road game. Um, the Nets, yeah, he said the Nets smoked in the first two games. The Bucks won a game scoring 86 points in the modern NBA. Um, mm, mm-hmm. We had that. We had that game. We had the KD miracle game, which was that was that was beautiful. After I was able to reflect and mm-hmm. actually appreciate, it, that was a great time. Um, and then we had you know Game Six, which Giannis decided that like Budenholz was like, you know what? I think you can change things up in a series, guys. Did you know mm-hmm. that? And everybody's mm-hmm. like, yeah, bud. Giannis at the five, no threes, and boom, they got a dub. You know what I'm saying? They got they got the win. Um, and now we have Game Seven, and I don't, I have no idea what to expect. It's hard for me to pick a, a road team to win a game when they haven't won a game all series. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess Nets, but I do think the KD minutes are going to come back at some point because he's having to play a lot of minutes, dog. Well, that's that's why like, that Reggie Miller take doesn't seem so bad now. It's a, it's a terrible take. <laughs> I, terrible I don't take. know, man. I don't you think don't, it was. You don't you don't play with a game seven, man. You don't know what could happen. That that is true, but I, but exactly, it's um, yeah. You want to kill yeah. him. if you can kill him, you want to kill him. Yeah, Philly. <laughs> oh, who you got in game seven? Um, I'm gonna go with the Nets. Okay, yeah. I think you owe people apologies because you call people dumb for picking the Bucks, and the Bucks are still here in Force Game 7. So you owe, somebody an, you owe people an apology. Oh, I, I do. I'm sorry, Titus <laughs> and everybody else out there. I call dumb. Um, yeah, <laughs> for thinking yep. that the Bucks were even going to have a chance in this series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you looked right for two games. You for sure looked right. <laughs> yeah, games. yeah. This <laughs> was, was pre-Kyrie, wasn't it? Yeah, this was pre-Kyrie, yeah. 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 yeah, I also wanted to shout out David DeFore, who wears the athletics, one of my favorite people. He somehow, for some reason, picked the Bucks in five before the series started. Which I, <laughs> Dave be going out the window. I like Dave a lot because I think Dave looks at basketball in a very interesting way, but sometimes he was going out the window, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I got him in five. Everybody was like, whoa, whoa, bro, whoa, bro, bro, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you gotta relax. You have to relax. Yeah. Um, so shout out to him. They made fun of him good yesterday on the show. Um, so yeah. Uh, what have you thought about uh, Giannis in these in this in this series? Why aren't you in the paint, bro? Yeah, yeah, it's my same thoughts as I always. Know. That fadeaway on James Harden pissed me off so bad. Like, bro, he he can't walk. Oh yeah! Oh yes! 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 Walk, yes! Bro, what are you doing? Yeah. What in the what in the JJ Beret is going on here? Mm-hmm. What, what in the what in the Joel Embiid is going on here? Oh my God! Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Um, so I guess we still the people, Levi. Um, I have, everyone knows I've been a Philly supporter, a Philly mm-hmm. affiliate, an mm-hmm. affiliate, if you will, spelled spell with Philly. See what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. A P H I L L Y. It. An affiliate um, of Philly of 76ers. Um, I abandoned my posts. Mm hmm. Uh, fairly recently after um, the game. What was that? Was that on Monday? That game, the game, the last game in Atlanta, game four, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Monday Tuesday, Tuesday, I yes. think something like that. Yeah, Tuesday. I abandoned, I abandoned my post mm-hmm. because I watched him be go for twelve, mm-hmm. and in the second half, shooting all jumpers and trying to euro step in the lane and kept falling down seventy three times because he was hurt. He has a bad knee, and I, I realized that Philly had no chance actually making the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was only here for the finals. And once I realized they were going to the finals, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't need to watch any more of this series. I didn't mm-hmm. even see the, the epic collapse in Game Five because I was, I was over it. Didn't watch. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not. There's no point in me doing this anymore. Well, you didn't see the game one loss either. I did see most of the loss. I thought you didn't watch that game. Game one? Oh, game two. Yeah. Sorry, you saw yeah, the game yeah, two. Yeah. You didn't see the game two win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I started. Watch, I did watch the game three win though. I watched that whole thing. I, that's when I thought the curse was lifted. I said, "Oh, oh the curse is lifted from me." I've been freed. <laughs> <laughs> I've been freed. Yeah. Maybe sports superstition isn't a thing. Is what I mm-hmm. realized at that point. Um, and then yeah, and then game four. I'm, I have no reason to watch the series. I'm just depressing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've abandoned Philadelphia. I do not. I no longer have any investment in this series. I'm I'm over it. I just whatever happens happens at this point. Even if Philly mm. wins, I'm not gonna be happy about it because honestly, bro, I think you even as a Hawks fan can acknowledge this series should have been over. Mm-hmm. Like Philly kind of should have ended this right. Like you can, 
Like, mm-hmm. honestly, Philly kind of had the opportunity to end this kind of should have already. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, cool. I'm glad we're on the same page there. And the fact they didn't is a uh, indictment on the entire franchise as a whole. And you know what I'm starting to believe, Levi? This is payments for the sins of Sam Hinkie. Mm. Sam Hinkie made a mockery of basketball with his little process. And now Philly cannot prosper because of his sins. That is my belief. It's Sam Hinkie's fault. Ban Hinky from every NBA arena for life. Terrible person. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely not karma on one of the worst uh, fan um, cities in the world. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely an not any of y'all's fault. Y'all boot Santa Claus. City. It's called the Santa Claus. Uh, he karma. ain't real. He ain't real. Yeah. Santa curse. He's not real. Uh, Could have been booed. Kids, if um, you listen, I'm sorry. I was Parents, about to say, yeah. Kids, Titus is a liar. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to say that uh, even though I gave a hesitant mm-hmm in agreement with you about how the series should have been over, Titus, what's today? What's today? Friday. So Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Yeah, Wednesday night. Um, I don't know exactly what time it was, but I know it was with about four or five minutes left in the third quarter. And actually, Titus... We can say it was the second quarter, man. I was mentally out, bro. I was already bro, prepared. I, was, uh, I did surf Twitter, and I saw a lot of Hawks fans doing the, what a great season. You weren't supposed to be here, about, eulogies. I told you. I, I texted place. you. Yeah. I, um, and I was very disappointed to hear that you didn't watch any of that game. And That's so uh, I texted you and just trying to get you to grasp of how big of a comeback it was that I was actually going to be one of those guys that I hate and say, you know what, Atlanta, I'm so proud of you, man. Like I was already coming up with the whole Twitter message in my mind. Yeah. And then, yeah. wow, yeah. two minutes later, two minutes left in the third quarter, we start hitting some buckets. Uh-oh. Might go a little crazy. And then we did it, man. Like Philly completely completely folded bro like at one point halfway through that fourth quarter i knew it was ours in the bag even though we had bro. didn't even have a, a lead yet y'all were so defeated and y'all went don't say y'all, y'all reverted straight don't say back y'all. Don't they say y'all. reverted straight back <laughs> a philly reverted straight back <laughs> to who they originally are and it's joel Embiid taking fadeaway shots and ben simmons being too scared to drive here's the thing with Embiid, right I feel like I don't think what Capella says is necessarily right, but I feel like the problem with Embiid is he doesn't he forgets that he's hurt for some what reason. Capella said, well, he said something about Embiid gases out or whatever, and when he gases out, it's a different ball game. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think it's the fact that he's going he's going so hard to try and end the games early, and he's he's like forgetting that he's limited. And then second mm-hmm. half, he's like, ah, I can't move like I did in the first half. It's like, bro, pace yourself, dog. You have to pace yourself. You cannot do this for thirty for forty minutes like you did before. I you think have you one just, knee. I think you just described the term gassing out. <laughs> I don't think he's gassing out, but gassing out makes it seem like it's a conditioning thing. I don't think it's that. I think it's literally the fact that he has one knee. You it, know what I'm saying? That is that is true. And I'm not, and I think what you're saying is true. But at the same time, with Joel Embiid's track record, it does make you think that too, because I've had the same opinion as well as that. Oh, he's still eat McDonald's, you know, late night McDonald's or and drinking sodas. Or well, he changed his diet drastically and this year. He made a big yeah, point. Yeah. So, but I'm just yeah. saying that's the, got, uh, yeah. D- yeah, that's what yeah. well, automatically pops in your mind when you think of Embiid. Like Capella trying to say, so makes up this rope a dope figure. Like, shut up, Capella. You've been out here getting cooked. Shut up. Yeah, he shut was. Up. He was. <laughs> he was. And he gets bailed out. And I don't know, for me, I don't know whether it's a function of the offense, whether it's like 
because this is the thing that some of these teams have done in the playoffs, specifically the 76ers and the Bucks. They had these really good halves. They did, even the Jazz a little bit. Three teams. They their first half team and the second half team are two completely different teams. And it makes no sense. Team in the first half moves the ball. Everything flows smoothly. They have an offense that makes sense, seems cohesive. Second half comes. It's just, I don't know. Everybody looking at each other like, I don't know, bro. What you want to do? Mm-hmm. Like, like the like the birds in jungle book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you want to do? I don't know what you want. That's, that's what it turns, that's what offense turns into. And it's really weird. I don't know why that's happening so much and why it's three different teams. Well, I know why the Bucks are doing it, Bootenholzer. Um, why this why the 76ers are doing it, I don't necessarily get it why the Jazz are doing it I don't get it either because we both we're both big Quinn Snyder guys I feel like they're better coach team than that mm-hmm. it's a really confusing thing it's really frustrating to see and the other thing like you said when you like what you said about Philly when they got the lead you were done with them you realized it was over when they started coming back they are not mentally prepared for this like they don't have the mental like no, no other don't. team there's no other team in the playoffs right now that would well I'm sorry there's another team I went I would expect that from the Clippers um <laughs> the Clippers to blow a lead only two teams I would expect to blow a lead in the playoffs are the Philadelphia 76ers and the Clippers that's it like no matter what lead uh, I, I mean expect I would expect the Hawks to which we almost did in game one yeah I don't know the Hawks are a little mentally tougher than the Philly right now For some reason they're here yeah yeah exactly they, yeah they believe and I do um belief. I do want to clarify to the whole so yes, at many points during this series, going into the series, man, even though I looks like correctly predicted Hawks and six with Lou Williams as my X Factor as a shot creator, um, that uh there dude, like it's been back and forth for me because yes, the 76ers should have swept us, bro. Like on paper, in my mind, they should have. And and in many points in this series, it looked like that Philly and Atlanta showed their true colors, and that's when Philly was dominating, absolutely dominating the Hawks. But at the same time, I do have to think, too, that, bro, we have been absolutely poopy poop, butt butt soup shooting ever since the fourth quarter of the first game. And that's when we let that huge lead right. uh, dwindle, and it looked right. like we were about to lose it because we couldn't hit a freaking shot. And that's and- how it's been all the way through the series until um, the fourth quarter of last night. So really, that's another I mean, thing. if the Hawks were really just shooting consistently, we could have won this series by now, in my but, opinion. It really was back I feel and forth. Like, I feel like Philly made good, great adjustments defensively to make it hard on Atlanta after game one. But then somehow they didn't were able to translate that to getting the series out of here. Because when they went when they went two straight, I was like, okay, they're going in this and this series is gonna be a wrap. And then it wasn't a wrap. And I saw him be do. I said, okay, they're 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 probably done. Like this is not. I don't know. I think I'm mentally prepared. This offseason is gonna be really weird. Um, for them, a change is probably coming. Uh, Tobias Harris. I don't. That might be the untradeable contract. I don't know what you do with that. I really mm-hmm. don't. I want to do with Tobias Harris because he's so come and go. But he's gonna give you what he can, and Twitch Boss can give you about, you know, I might give you 17. Sometimes I might give you 28. Probably gonna give yeah. you about 15. You know, it's it's hard to they got too many wild, too many wild card type players, right? Mm-hmm. Like I I'm I'm BSI, so I can't say too much about Ben Simmons. Um, as I run the, the Ben Simmons fan club, I can't say too much on on air. I say things off the record about him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like you don't know when he's gonna decide to go off for like 17 and a quarter, or when he's gonna decide to take one attempt. Well, a whole you, game. You you're right. You don't necessarily know which quarter it's going to be. You know for sure it's not the fourth quarter though. So you just got to pick one of the three. And I want to go back. I wanna right, it might take, not be the whole game. It might not be the that, whole game. That's true, man. He was aggressive almost, in one game this series. <laughs> they said they said, "Yo, go be aggressive," and he smoked y'all. 
Yeah, that's true. And then, that's true. And then he was out here throwing one one armed alley. That that alley was so pretty. That so, one alley. That's my. I mean, I kind of want to go back with my answer and address. Uh, also, what you were saying about teams who crumble in the fourth quarter and how that seems to be a characteristic, and we don't know why. Well, I think mm-hmm. I think it's pretty explainable for the 76ers, and I think it's kind of the same for all the teams that you mentioned as well. It's because, bro, they don't have a guy who can go out there and get his own shot and wants to get his own shot when it comes to crunch time in the fourth quarter. And we finally had that, bro. Like Atlanta, we finally have a Trey Young who's a shot creator, who's an absolute menace. He's terrible. I mean, he's so hard to guard on defense. That's, I guess that's what I meant by absolute menace. But uh, we got that guy. The 76ers don't because Joel Embiid, whether he's gassed or right now injured, maybe he would have been doing this. And I think he is the guy to do this. Um, and he's a center. That's the other yeah. thing that makes it difficult. Well, yeah, it's it's harder. Yeah. He's the center. But, dude, like, he there was a lot of matchups in that game yesterday yeah. where he was taking fadeaways, bro, and he could have easily oh, yeah. posted that dude up. And right. so that disappears in the fourth quarter. And then, two, Ben Simmons – he can't keep going to the uh, – he can't keep driving, bro, because in fourth quarter, we're, I mean, teams are going to start fouling, bro, and he's not going to the free throw line in clutch time, and he's not even going to put himself anywhere remotely Actually, in that situation. I like what Amin said about this to where he was like, Doc's just telling him, look, go get fouled. It was being the bonus all game. I'm like, yeah. I don't hate yeah. that. It's not a bad plan. But I think Ben is so conditioned to, like, not – he wants to not do anything that hurts the team, which then, in effect, hurts the team. Which yeah. is, you know what I'm saying? Which is why I feel like, I think I attract Well, that's why they're a mental case right now. I think I like Ben Simmons because I relate to Ben Simmons in ways where I'm like, nah, I don't think it's going to be good for anybody, so I just won't do it, and then I do nothing, and then everybody ends up not ends up not working anyway. So I kind of relate to Ben Simmons because I understand that men, that mindset, and I also understand the mindset <laughs> of, of um uh that I feel like he has of like trying to accelerate what you're good at and not necessarily understanding that you're good at more than what you think you're good at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. we all know Ben, what Ben can do on a basketball court, but I don't think Ben fully understands we can do on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. I don't think he fully gets it, which is like me in some ways in like my regular life. I don't like people be like, "Yo, you know you're good at this stuff, right?" Like people tell me that like regularly, like "Yo," like my close friends will be like, "Yo, you know you're good at this," because I'll be like, even you, because I'll be like, "Dang, I did good." Like, like bro, you, you be like, bro, you know you're good at this, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I guess I am, huh?" Yeah, like. I just thought he's got to believe it yourself. And I don't know if Ben's ready to believe it yet. That's the most negative thing I would say about Ben Simmons right now on yeah, this platform. But I, I think I'm not saying anything negative about my about my Australian prince. <laughs> but I mean, I think that thing is, dude, I really think the Achilles and that huge wall that's right in front of him, that mental wall he can't get over, is literally a line that is I can't remember how many feet uh a football. I mean, the free throw line is from the basket, but it's a line, bro. And that's what I think it is because I think even though I think a lot um, of all risking the punk those, too, but that's another well, story. okay, risking y'all do a lot of punk strategies. It's gotten to where he doesn't even want to risk the foul, bro. Even though I think he can go in and finish those eight times out of ten oh, with sure. an and one, for sure. he doesn't want to do it, bro. He doesn't even want to put himself in that risk. Nope, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. And it's this is the thing about being the guy that wants to help the team, and also you don't realize you're hurting the team. But it's fine. They're gonna go home. Series gonna end, and then I don't have to hear about Philly. I don't have to feel about center six for another year. Um, so that's be out of my life, and I'll go where, where Ben Simmons goes. That's why I'm going. Don't y'all understand that. Um, so I Hawks one last six. question before I get you out of here. Um, yeah. how do you feel about Embiid as a franchise player? Uh, you're the um, I mean, I'm the wrong person to ask, bro, because uh, Joel Embiid has made it on my list, bro. Um, my hater list, 
And uh, so screw him. He's on a, he pushed through care. a lot this series. He pushed through a lot this series. Well, that into whatever. We're not going to get well, into you, this argument. He's well, you don't, like the fact that he, you don't like the fact that he does what your point guard does every game? Oh, okay. Yeah, bro. That's Trey Young. Those are Trey Young's foul calls. Those your are point, Trey Your point guard that kicked somebody and got a foul call the other game on a shot? Yeah, that point guard? Oh, okay. Anyway, anyway, um, honestly, I like Joel a lot, but I don't know how many years you can, we can't expect Joel to be good because these injuries keep piling up and he's a seven-foot-tall monster. Mm-hmm. And those dudes don't decline gracefully. It's just gone one day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do worry about him going forward. And I said this last year, too. Where I'm like, I don't know what you do with Embiid as your franchise guy because I don't know how much you can trust him because the injuries pile up. And once again, he's in another playoffs where he's gotten hurt again. Mm-hmm. And I, it's a weird spot because you can't give up on a guy like Embiid, but also I feel like you need to have that contingency plan in place. Like, bro, look, I don't know what we're going to do going forward with this, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're in a really weird spot. So I, I wish them the best with that. And I wish him be the best. I like him be, but it's like, I don't know how that's going to work out going forward with him as your franchise player. This is what I, I was telling somebody, missed my argument about this with Giannis. He was like, oh, people think Giannis is better than B. Like, bro, Giannis is at least available. Like, Giannis isn't taking major injuries in the playoffs. There have yep. been multiple major playoff series where Embiid's been unable to finish because he's been injured. Like, that's that's why people have Giannis above him. It's really availability. Yeah. Um, and that's showing itself once again, even though they're both having really weird playoff series. But one of them is having a weird playoff series because of his flaws. The other one's having a weird playoff series because of injuries. And one is fixable and one is not. Mm-hmm. Injuries are not fixable. Giannis' issues are mostly fixable. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Mostly. I, I, I would say I don't know. You're right. You don't know how the future is going to go. And I wouldn't, if I'm in that position, though, and I have to make that decision, I'm going with – what Stephen A. suggested. And if I'm the Philadelphia 76ers, yeah, I'm willing to shot every single person except for Joel Embiid just because I don't want to be that guy who shot <laughs> them you too right? early. Exactly, right, bro. Right. You can't. You can't because he could. He could last for another 15 years, maybe not dominate for 15 years, right. but it, I, I, he's just too good. And that potential is too good yeah. to let him go right now. Yeah. So shop it's everybody a, except for Joel and B. <laughs> yeah, it's a really difficult spot. But yeah, they, they, a roster. Daryl Moore is going to do a major roster overhaul this offseason. I'm pretty sure. Oh, if yeah. They, if they oh, flame yeah. out like this. And but for years, haven't we? I mean, I know I have. I think we've both been on the same side of this. It's been time to part Simmons and Embiid. I, mean, I, I know to, you're BS but... Yeah, I wanted to give another shot this year because I felt like the roster they put together last year was just weird, a really weird fit. They tried to build like a super defensive roster, which sounded really good. Like, defensively, Al Horford, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons sounds really good on paper. If Al Horford's going to shoot three, hit threes, which he wasn't, so it just didn't work out with Tobias Harris. And Tobias Harris isn't... He really can't play the three that much, it seems. He got to be more of a four, so... Mm-hmm. It was a really, it was a strange fit they put together last year. Like they had a hundred forty million dollar player coming off the bench at one point. I wanted to come off the bench. That's how bad it was. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I wanted to see them together for another year to see if it could see how it worked. And it worked pretty well. I mean, they got the one seed. The pieces fit decently. But now everything, you know, bead wore down. Simmons is doing things that he doesn't. I don't need him to be doing right now. To make you know who would be? Difficult. You know what would be a great trade? What's that? And this is the total hypothetical because I don't think it can possibly work with contracts. Talk to me. I think Russell Westbrook and Joel Mead together would be very beneficial for both of them. And I think Bradley Beal and Ben Simmons being together would be pretty beneficial. 
for the both of them. I don't hate Bill and I don't hate Bill and Ben Simmons together, actually. Dude, I really don't. I really that's the guy because that's a spot up shooter who Ben Simmons can dish it out to, or when Ben Simmons is in that mental lock, that's the guy who can go get you who that's creates fact, your own though. shots too that's with Bradley Beal. Honestly, good trade is is a good trade. I, don't I mean, don't, but the, the, the only Russell thing I worry about Joel Embiid. Yeah, I worry about spacing with that. But I guess you can have shooters around those two because you know Russ needs the basket and yeah. Joel I mean, it, it keeps Seth Curry. Yeah, and then. Yeah. Put in Seth has another Seth guy. is so good. I'm glad people realize how good. Like I feel like people slept on Seth a little bit. Seth is really talent. Seth is a really good player too. Yeah. Um. They waste. I mean, they it, wasted it, Seth Curry games. Bro, it's so it, it killed me. First, you of can't all. waste role player games. Exactly. You cannot yeah. waste a great role player game. Yeah. That is the key to everything. <laughs> Because exactly. you don't get two of those. You get one. You we, get one like, per series. We wasted the Kevin Herter game earlier in yeah, the series. Yeah. 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 So uh and they wasted yeah. the Seth Curry right. game. Well, um, so. I'm gonna let you go watch the rest of the game. Oh, can I say I'm one more thing? Yeah, go talk to me. If it's if it's straight with you, I'm sure this one will drop before, but I still have a little 30 minute rant. In the archives, because I recorded before. You said a thirty-minute rant. You said a little thirty-minute rant. It's shorter than that, but um, <laughs> continue. I just wanted to laugh at. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I gotta edit it down because there was a lot of oh, yeah. space in between it. But um, yeah, I got I, it. it was a pre-last game mm-hmm. before reaction, and then yeah, yeah. um, I might top it off with a after this game reaction. Okay, put it together and put it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So when they hear me say though that you wrote off the series. That was a prediction, people. That was before I actually yeah. got the message from Titus that he didn't care about the series anymore. <laughs> so my joke years. about Titus throwing away the series was correct. <laughs> that comes from years of knowing me. That was the first yeah. that. He's like, yo, you like, I literally recorded a show last night and said you probably gave up on the series. I'm like, oh, he yeah. knows me so well. He knows I, when I, I'd be over it. Well, will you, confirm, <laughs> will you confirm this for me? Because I made a joke. I said, I'm sure Titus has already thrown away this series because he likes, because uh, I know how quick he is to throw everything away. And then That's I said, okay. I bet he loses a lot of things because he probably just sees things laying around the house, throws them away. And then a few weeks later, he's wondering, oh, where's that thing that I needed? Oh, I probably <laughs> threw it away. I lose threw a lot away of things. Threw it away too early. <laughs> I lose a lot of things, but they're typically on my desk somewhere. Oh, like how yeah, is it just a joke? And went with it. It. But yeah, no, you're close. You're not wrong. You're not totally wrong. I would throw stuff on a desk. I throw oh, yeah. Billy on the desk and I can pick it back up later, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I can pick it back up. <laughs> but yeah, I, nobody, nobody abandons the team like me. Quite like yeah. I do. Nobody does this good time. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that'll be, I hope we, oh, you put that out, I guess, today or tomorrow. So we might have a double drop. I put yeah, and it's not just the Hawks Sixers thing. I talked about some other things too. Stuff we didn't even address because there's been so much stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just yeah. Hawks Sixers. Yeah, yeah we'll be on the lookout for that. I appreciate y'all. Enjoy the playoffs and we'll be back sooner than you think, probably. Peace yeah. out.